Welcome to Sex, Drugs, and Enlightenment with me, your host, Oakley Ogden. Every month or so, I interview someone who is seen as truly successful in their field, and I pull back the curtain to reveal what it takes so we can learn about that process. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Dayanand, an international spiritual teacher and brahmachari, or monk. You're going to get to know his journey from the party scene on the beaches of Bali to the ashrams of India. You will hear what was lost in his life, or rather who, and what was gained, and all the details as to how he dealt with that pain and that gain. In fact, it's the very pain that, when faced, set him free. So without further ado, let's begin. So we are here today with one of my favorite people on planet Earth, and that is not an understatement. (laughs) I have known this incredible human being for almost 20 years. He was a mentor of mine when I was a young adult, and we have taught together in many different capacities and found our own expression in the world, and it is with great joy and gratitude that we have this beautiful soul with us today, Dayanand. Hello, darling. Hi. Thank you so much. You're Um, so welcome. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to share, to talk, and to be with all of you out there and to connect today. Awesome. It's a great pleasure. Mm, Thanks. So I introduced you as Dayanand, but you do have a much more elaborate (laughs) name that has come from quite a path in life. So will you give us your full name? Okay. So everybody, before I share my name, please know that it took about 20 years to get that name because in uh, I'm a monk we say brahmachari in the tradition and in every step of the way of the spiritual path um, you receive a name one receives a name one to demonstrate a new path in life and get a blessing through that name there's an energy there's something that that name consciously is giving you to help you walk that path Mm -hmm. because we know walking inwardly can be tough sometimes and hard, so you need help. And throughout the time, um, receive different titles, really. It's titles, and they share what is my role, what, where are you in the path, and what's your place in the community, and how do you serve? So that's why I got my long name, which is Mahamandaleshwa 108 Acharya Dayanandas Maharaj. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah, we can do a podcast about the name. I think day. we do. That's yeah, a separate. A that's a separate conversation, actually. Yeah. Um, but I have been uh, around for the, the receiving of those different titles and watched you become who you are today. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. It's been a long path. And in that, Mahamandaleshwa comes from, originally I am from the Vishnu Swami lineage. Uh, in the tradition, we have different lineages in India that comes from India, Vishnu and Shiva. Mm-hmm. And the Vishnu Swami, and I've been acknowledged as a Mahamandaleshwar, which is very rare for people in the West mm-hmm. to receive that. It's a very traditional um, structure, mm-hmm. a system uh, for them to give myself and some of my also brothers and sisters, monks and nuns and women nuns that have received that is very auspicious. It is. It's yeah. quite extraordinary. And our listener does not know the color of your skin or your background. They can hear <laughs> your sweet accent. So tell us a little bit about where you're from and you know some of your background. Yeah, so I'm from Israel originally, um, actually born in Australia, but I cannot say I'm an Aussie because I was just a few months old. 
my parents brought me back to Israel. So I was raised in Israel most of my life. Went through my young years and army and then left Israel mostly and traveled and had my awakening and started my path. And, and one place into this current path and my spiritual teacher, Her Holiness Saima, and then become a monk. So mm -hmm. we'll share more about that. Very That's well. kind of where I am. And today I I teach. I teach uh, a lot in Saima's organization and worldwide. And I have my own school, Shiviti. That's it. So what we really, where we want to start right now is tell us what you offer in the world and what you do. Yeah. So today I have a, a school that's called Shiviti and it's shiviticenter.com. It's where you can find me out there. Uh, and on YouTube. And I teach in English in the last few years also, um, and a lot in Israel also. I have students in Israel and center in Israel and school there. And I also train teachers, one of my great hobbies. And it's a part of my name. The name Acharya means that I am being trained and being initiated to initiate other people. Mm -hmm. So I love working with people and help them become teachers and leaders. It's a part of what I do. And I teach meditation and spiritual transformation, a lot of breath work, energy work, and how to find ourselves to go mm -hmm. inside and to realize who we are, to be mm -hmm. very powerful, awakened in the world, which is what I love. And I love riding dirt bikes. It's the other thing I love to do. It's true, yeah. <laughs> so I'm a monk that doesn't live in a, in a monastery, which is different. And usually monks and nuns live in a monastery, which I did for about 10 years. And the last, who it's been 10 years that I'm not in a monastery. So I live just like you mm -hmm. in different places. And I have mm -hmm. a center and teach a lot of courses and online courses and one-on-one -on -one sessions and in many retreats in many forms. If I were wanting to work with you, one, how would I contact you outside, maybe just through the website, but mm -hmm. where would we start? And ultimately, where would you take me? Mm. Yeah, so one, the website is a place, shiviticenter.com, and also my email, which we can give we'll and leave there. also, we'll share, and it's, that's the way to connect with me. And a lot of people connect with me also one-on-one -on -one, or do courses and big retreats. Mm -hmm. And where to start now, it's pretty easy. On the website, we have a, a course, and a course is for usually you start with breath work and meditation as beginning to get to know the path. Mm -hmm. And then we have different courses. I offer different classes and courses really all over the world, mm -hmm. in the U.S. and a lot of Israel, but also here. So that's where I'm usually starting. And Great. some people like their personal path and just do only one-on-one, -on -one, a personal meeting and just go in your own rhythm. So do you coach people one-on-one? -on -one? Yeah, also. Oh, that's yeah, exciting to know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to ask you a harder question. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So can you tell us a little bit about your mission on this earth? What is the thing that drives you each day? What lights you up? Mm. What lights me up is mm. to see people awakening and fully stepping into their power mm. and shining out in the world. This is what woke me up myself mm -hmm. to find a way to actually be fully within my heart, present, doing authentically what I am and share it with other people and connect. And that's the mission. The mission is really to be with everybody and to help you learn how to connect with yourself and find that treasure inside of you and shine it. And sometimes it sounds very simple, yet there is a path 
to go there mm-hmm. and to find a place within and to know how to really unlock. It's unlocking the wisdom, that love, that power that's within us mm. and fully express it. Because it's not enough just to know it within. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm in a path of action. I like to be in action and you know me, how much I do and how much I connect and everywhere. So it's about presenting it and making a difference in the world, not mm. just us. And this world, I'm done with it. Mm. The way society is, the way most of human beings we live and not fully enjoying and happy and serving and being with each other in a powerful way, I'm just done with it. There's so so much suffering. There's so so much much suffering. How would you define awakening? And we'll come back to that suffering Mm. piece. Awakening is a point where we are elevated to a new perception of who we are. Wow. And that new perception of who we are changes our perception of the world. It's like awakening, think about it, is like changing your glasses. For example, if you have, you know, there's different glasses now with different kind of colors mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. Like you can see everything a little bit blue sunglasses, a little bit gray sunglasses, a little bit orange sunglasses. So when you change one, you see everything totally different. Mm-hmm. And when you change it to be transparent, mm-hmm. really see what is, that's where the true magic comes. Wow. And awakening is changing the glasses. And sometimes being aware that I wear a glass. Mm-hmm. I have something that is my own perception of who I am. I hold myself and this is who I am. And that's my experience. And then from that experience, I'm experiencing everything else. So suddenly I'm experiencing something that even a little bit wider mm-hmm. than what it was. I also love how you used, like you went from color to clear. Mm. And that spoke to me because... I'm interpreting that as seeing things for actually how they are without adding or subtracting anything. An element of being so purely with exactly what's there mm-hmm. internally, I'm referring to. Yes, yeah. and when it's internally, it's also exactly what's there outside. Yeah, And we have to, I mean, one of the things to realize and when we get to understand in the path and when this awakening, this expansion and it can be like an amazing moment when we read a book mm-hmm. that suddenly, wow, something touched me and I'm clear or walking on the beach. For me, it's like, could be a great dirt bike riding and it could be a mystic spiritual meditation and experience and energy and light and things like that also. When that is happening to us and that is happening to me, there is an inner experience that something is different. Mm-hmm. It's not knowledge. It's not just reading it in the book. It means it's, it happens to me and I can see something different. And each time that is happening and when you realize you change your perception, start to realize that actually I don't see things as they are, mm-hmm. even myself. Mm. And that's the greatest opening because I'm open to know that there's more. And until that moment, usually education, society, the way... We communicate and our everything around us pretty much puts us in a box. Yeah. Like this is what it is. Yeah. And that's not freedom. Yeah. Let's come back to the idea of freedom. There is, I think as a psychotherapist, I'll say it this way. As a therapist, I get to sit with a lot of people's suffering and their mm. deep unrealized desires. 
what's between them and what they actually really want in the world for themselves. Whether it's a healthier partnership, whether it's the ability to express themselves more freely. So what you just shared is sort of a description of that place that so many people are yearning to go toward, Mm. that feeling of awakening. But yet, as our perception changes... I've noticed for a lot of my clients, I've noticed this in my own development. I know you can speak to it too. It can be scary for some people because friendships change. Mm -hmm. um, Relationships shift. Even some of our passions change Mm -hmm. as our perception changes. So there's a fear. It's like we want it and we're scared of it. Can you talk a little bit about that tension for people? Yeah. Well, the first thing when that tension occurs, mm-hmm. realize you're in a great place. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Meaning we are touching the place of uncomfort. And we have so much emphasis on being comfortable in our lives. So much. And in our society. And I, I live here in the U.S. also for many years. And I lived in Israel for years. And I lived in India for years. And I've been in Africa. And I've been all over the world. And it's a perception a lot about culture also. Yeah. In the West, we have a lot of emphasis about being comfortable. So being comfortable a lot of time is staying in the same place because mm-hmm. I think this is what I know and I get used to it and then it feels like it's comfortable for mm-hmm. me. So I want to stay in it. Mm-hmm. It's so what's familiar. It's familiar. Yeah. And the familiar even translated to being safe yeah. for us, yeah. which actually most of and a lot of that familiar causing me suffering and limits me and you're right when that awakening happening and we open there's a change correct Mm -hmm. like what i feel how i feel what i touch it can be more sensitive can be more vulnerable can be deeper in that and suddenly i'm changed but not everything around me changed and the people i know perhaps didn't change and the other thing that people i know see me like i was yesterday still and hold me like that so all of that creates a conflict yeah okay, and creates a tension which is great because it means that i'm actually changing and breaking out oh i and love it that it is challenging it is challenging because facing all of that meaning i need to face another place that is real for me mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and i'm not used to express it mm-hmm. and i'm not used to be with people in that and i'm afraid that they will leave me and they wouldn't be there and a lot of things that are not known yes. will happen it's a space of real vulnerability and that is a misunderstood quality especially mm-hmm. in the western culture we yeah. think vulnerable means being weak but vulnerable means opening up to our true nature And that's the most powerful state that we can be in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was raised in Israel. Mm -hmm. And in Israel, we are all soldiers. Everybody goes to the army. That's right. It's a nation of soldiers. Okay. We don't understand that other places in the world that that's not, you have to go. And usually you're not trained to be vulnerable, which means you can get hurt Mm -hmm. in different ways. And it's not just in Israel. It's all over the world. We keep it inside in all that, yet that, as you said, that vulnerability of opening myself, meaning that I can sense what's inside of me. 
and it's many times very refined, mm. more, uh, more subtle, I say. My, uh, my main teaching and the way we work is about energy, realizing that things are, everything is energy. And one very simple is to speak about like my hands that are gross and I can touch them. Mm-hmm. But then my thoughts, could you touch your thoughts? Mm-mm. Could you feel your emotion with your hands? Usually not. They're more subtle. Mm-hmm. So to feel, to be sensitive to what's more subtle, that's vulnerability. That meaning I'm willing to be with this. I'm willing to recognize, to learn, and take time to stop everything and feel what it is mm-hmm. and be what it is. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, place, I say, it is hard to be outside and with other people sometimes. That means we need support. That's a great point. Yeah. Because you don't walk this path alone, even though no. it's about us with us, me with me in this path, the deep internal work, you don't need to do it alone. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend even. I would say, Very good. and you know, in our scriptures, and I'm not a traditional person, mm-hmm. although I look like that mm-hmm. as a monk and a big beard and a uniform kind of a thing. Dainand uh, has a beautiful uh, linen we call it a kurta, but a long shirt and a beard that almost reaches his belly button. Yeah. <laughs> almost below the heart chakra. Below the heart chakra, yeah. Yes. So, and the traditional always in all the years, walking the spiritual path, and it means spiritual path meaning you go inside. Because mm-hmm. it's about know thyself, to learn who I am do the work and learn and therapy and exercise and practices and all of that. I'm meant to do, to be in a group, to be, to have friends that are doing that and to have a mentor that walks with you, Mm -hmm. that there is a guide Mm -hmm. because we meet ourselves in such vulnerable places and it can be very painful Mm -hmm. inside of them. Mm -hmm. And we, it is helpful to have someone that holds my hands over there and I can be with and someone that cares just for my evolution. Because let's be real, the whole world outside, how many people you meet throughout your day, their main interest is for you to evolve, be freer, be fully joyous, empowerful yourself. Not a lot of people. Not a lot. Not a lot. And even those that want that, maybe your partner, your parents, they have a lot of other things to do. Yeah. So they yeah. cannot focus on that. Yeah. So the reason we have a mentor and a system where you come to someone like Oakley or myself and another path is to have people that we walk the path and be focused on that with you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And many times we do also classes and have other people so you can speak with people like-minded that are going through similar things. That's right. That's how my path opened. I mean, I started seeking, I would say, at a young age. And then slowly resonated with others who were looking for something more. And we came together, we would talk about that. And step by step by step, I was sort of passed on from one mentor to the next Mm. until I found my place in a community where I knew I could do my deep, deep growth work and healing. Um, Will you tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. What did your path look like, Diana? <laughs> yeah, where? how did I get these huge beards? Yeah, suddenly, where huh? have you been, sir? Come on. <laughs> yes, it's a bit of funny, but one of the main 
places or the reason my life has changed because I wanted to purchase certain shoes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, that would be unbelievable. Um, <laughs> and I'll go a little bit backward and I'll come back to that, what happened there. So I'm from Israel mm-hmm. and raised and really also was all over the world. Yet since, since a young age, um, my experience was a lot of being a rebel. Yeah. Uh, I didn't fit in and what happening around me and my classes and the family and everything. It felt like I know something, mm. I'm feeling something, something is really doesn't make sense the way it works, yeah. the way people are, the way people are with me, the way I'm with people, the society. Had a little bit religious family, not so, went to synagogue and even God and all that. I was like, that's not the place, couldn't fit in with me. And what happened, uh, I become very angry at everything. Mm. I become like, this doesn't work. This should be destroyed. This is like bad. And you were against. Things, I was against right? things. What yeah. happened? I was against because I didn't pro, fit in. Yeah, and we, it was prior to wanting to be proactive about it. It was just angry at the things that weren't meeting you, that you didn't agree yeah. with, that you didn't feel understood by. Yeah, totally. Got it. And it wasn't another way for me. I didn't see another way other than being angry about it and uh. being against it and like many times be disappointed also. And nobody taught me that I can do something about it. I can go inside that I can do work with it and, and there's ways to find it. So I struggled with it and I was pretty bright. I managed myself through high schools to things, you know, and good grades and things like that. But You played lot. the game. I played the game. I learned how to manipulate the game mostly yeah. to kind of just what I need. Well said. And be outside of it and have a lot of, a lot of pain, mm-hmm. a lot of pain in my life. And my life gave me reasons to be against also. Mm. had a brother that was in his army years. I was 16 and he committed suicide wow. from being a soldier where he couldn't be a soldier. He was wow. so vulnerable. Like so we you said, lost a brother to suicide? To suicide in the army, wow. not just because he wanted out of the army, but he couldn't get out. So he took his life away from that. That's happening a lot right now through the world. Suicide is a big um answer it's not an answer but that is the mm-hmm. perce- the perception mm-hmm. one of the color of glasses many many yeah. people are wearing for a way yeah for a, way, a out. way out a way out yeah. um can you just talk about how that affected you yeah and in many ways you know one i understood why my brother wanted a way out mm. i was conscious enough in the age of 16 to realize that he was a vulnerable person that didn't fit in society and had challenges and did not find a way out. And just that was his way out. So mm-hmm. it wasn't anger at him. Mm-hmm. It was anger at the world. How come there is a world like that and I'm living inside of a world and a society that this can happen? That is a no way. We don't know the way. And what mostly it affected me is with even more anger like at the world. I even remember the moment where I was like, God, you should just destroy everything. Mm. You know, like Noah and the story and the, and the flood came in. I was like, this is just, there's no way for society. We should just destroy it. So there was a lot of pain, a lot of sadness that mainly went into being angry yeah. at what happens in life. And I didn't know the way out. So what I found is smoking. Yeah. Smoking what, sir? Smoking dope. Yeah. Specifically hashish because yep. I didn't like 
marijuana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in Israel. I was a special kind of it, mm-hmm. which I really like. Yeah. And I was already a rebel. Yeah. And I had huge emotions inside of yeah. me. And I didn't think anybody understands me. People did not come to me to ask me how I feel, what's there. They were pitying me. Mm. They were going, they felt like they need to feel sad with me. You know, I don't know if people say maybe empathy, but that's not exactly empathy. Mm -mm. But in Israel and where I grew, it's like people die in the army and all that. And the way to help them is just being sad with them. Like, oh, Mm. this is so bad. And they come and just sit with you and that. And none of that raised me up. Right. All of them just like, they just being, I felt heavy. Yeah. And I felt lots of responsibility. Right. Responsibility for my family. Right. My girlfriend didn't really know what to do with me. Mm-hmm. And somehow I found smoking for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I felt I could express myself. There's a level of like relief and freedom in there. Relief and freedom. It was like it opened my expression and my imagination. And I started tapping into my mystic side, which Mm. you know how mystic I am. Mm -hmm. It's like visions and the universe and truth and what's real. And, you know, and it was a way to not feel the whole the pain. Thank I you had. for saying that. Yeah, because the boat they exist together with drug use is mm-hmm. that freedom, but also the deep numbing. Yes. Yeah. And not feeling. Yeah. And also, wasn't I need didn't need to face that. Mm-hmm. But there was another way for me. That's right. We get yeah. to avoid what's there, and turn to something else. Yeah. yeah. So it was something outside that I took, mm-hmm. and. But it served you work. in some way it on your path. Me, it served me great. Yeah, yeah. It held me together. Yeah. I think it it kept me not falling apart yep. totally in my life at that point. And it also opened what I call today spirit. The place of I started to connect more. I gave place to that place of truth, of universe, of there's something bigger. Like I know there's something exists and even experiences of being beyond this body. Yeah being something that is huge that today I call spirit Mm -hmm. that gave me a venue to access that Mm. and I liked being high (laughs) (laughs) I really liked being high Mm -hmm. also today just in a different way so I went on with that and I become very addictive yes because something you and I have talked about in the past is that desire to be high which is actually a normal desire through centuries and centuries of human brain and evolution. There's been a desire for ecstatic experiences as long as humans have been on this planet. But when they're temporary, they're not as satisfying. They give us insight into something. And I remember the day when Mm. I was high watching a sunset And I thought to myself, this was after years of smoking weed, and I thought, this sunset is really beautiful to me because I'm high. Mm. I want to see the beauty that I see right now all the time without drugs. And that was the day that I put it down Mm. because I just wanted the sustained experience. I knew because I was Mm -hmm. connecting with it that it must be, I could access it. Okay, so there's this beauty that I can experience. Yes. But I didn't love them when it went away. Yes. It, it left me lower, actually. It, it leaves us lower yeah. and it leaves us without, it mm-hmm. leaves us empty in some mm-hmm. place. Yeah. 
and, and with our feelings that we haven't felt and we haven't dealt with yeah and haven't worked with yeah. so it's at times it's even vulnerable but in, not in a way to know what to do with it yeah and how to be with it and i love being high i love yeah. being high i become very good in that as i yeah. do with what i do i love to become professional very true that. very very true you I should mean. see this man on a dance floor <laughs> he is the oh, the most ecstatic high <laughs> That there is. Yes, and I, I found a venue, and it took a few years, and only after, even through the army, I managed to mm. do that without getting caught. And only after the army, I went to I went to Thailand um, to dance, to party, to be yeah. with my friends. Usually, we Israelis tend to after the army, we need an intense experience that will meet it at least, and yeah. so we go. You need to counteract. We it. need to counteract, yeah. and yeah. we go either you know, we a lot of us go to India and Thailand and yeah. dance and party and today trance you know so I went and did that with with a couple of my friends I definitely was lost I didn't know what to do in my life anger was just bigger um, it was physical even challenges of digestion a lot of things from all of that emotions and what happened inside of me actually and I knew there's more but I had no access to that and that's how I went there and when I went there I started dancing a lot which I still love and I smoked I didn't took LSD and other things my friend took around me and I just partied and I danced a lot. And in one of those moments there, one of the time on the island, my friend wanted to go to a Tai Chi school. There was a Tai Chi school there, very beautiful, on the mountains, just like an hour walk from the whole party scene. Wow. And my friend had an idea about that it because it's also a martial art. It's a very internal martial art, mm -hmm. like yoga and about energy. And in that place, they sold shoes that you can dance with, like ninja shoes. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking Like almost slippers. Almost slippers uh -huh. that people used to take and put like shining colors on them, glowing colors. But yeah. when you dance, it glows. In the in the black light. Yeah. yeah. And the parties, you know, and imagine these are outside <laughs> parties in the jungle of hundreds and thousands of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I want that shoes. And they sold that in that school. So it's a he, perfect reason to go. Perfect reason to go. He Don't said, you, you know, love how spirit sometimes disguises the next thing with just a small desire? We yeah. think it's about the shoes. Yeah. The little thing there uh -huh. was true. And my friend caught it's it and said, carrot. you know, you can buy shoes there. So, I said, okay, I'll come with you. Wow. So then I go there and then that master tells me, you know, he can sell me the shoes, but he's a Tai Chi master. I have to take Tai Chi classes and then he'll sell me the shoes. Oh my God, so I was like, amazing. if you know me in life also, when I want something, nothing is going to stand it's in my way. a very determined, focused man, yes. Very determined, focused person yes. here. So I was like, okay, I'll take a few classes and my mm -hmm. friend. And then I stopped smoking. I stopped smoking each time because there was not the kind I wanted to smoke because I'm very they meticulous. Ran out, they basically. ran out of the kind that I like. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm not getting anything else and paying a lot of money. And, I, and then it's just happened. I didn't smoke for a couple of weeks. That's an interesting coincidence, though. Spirit plays. And yeah. then I went, you know, silver, you can say, not smoking for a couple of weeks to that school, got the shoes, did a few classes, and mm -hmm. then something started to happen to me, which I never imagined. And realize, my dears, that now yoga is out there. Mm -hmm. Chakras, yoga, yeah. all of the... In my time, 30 years ago, this is 32 years ago, yeah. 30 years ago, it wasn't spoken. A few friends, something, but I didn't know about all of this. Mm -hmm. I didn't know about yoga and chakras. Yeah, and the energy. language wasn't out there. Language, no, there. Yeah. And I wasn't a spiritual person. Wow. 
if I was, I was an angry person in <laughs> the world and a successful manipulative one, you yeah. know? And I went there and did a few and I start feeling something moving inside of my body. Wow. Energy moves inside my body. And I was like, I had a teacher to speak with and he said, it's real. And we did another class and there's another energy and I started feeling good. And one day I would just, I think after a week of classes, morning and evening, and I was just sitting there in my bungalow in the beautiful jungle and, you know, the, the water, the blue, the most beautiful, amazing place in the oh world. And I'm starting hearing things inside of my head, like inner voices, like inner sound. And I started to see energy and light around me. When and what you, did that look like? Like, what do you mean energy and Everything light? has an aura. You probably heard about the word aura meanings and energy field mm -hmm. around a living mm -hmm. thing. Like every tree has a little bit of energy shining around it. Trees and vegetables are alive and they communicate, mm -hmm. they have consciousness by energy vibration. Mm. So that energy, you can actually see it. Like you see body and stars and and a tree around the tree there's aura and light and energy and i never knew that before but i suddenly start seeing energy and light around things and then there was there was an animal and i saw the energy around the animal and uh, trees and i felt connected to them i saw the energy around me i start experiencing what people said to me they're experiencing when they took mushrooms that nature speaks, that there you are connect, you are one kind of, and it moves. And it's like, I didn't take mushrooms. I'm silver for like a few weeks, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I went into that and it was a whole night. I mean, I won't go deeper, but a whole night of that experience, which led me to see energy and So light. you had a fundamental awakening. Awakening. Life-changing yes. awakening yes. experience. We call it Shaktipad in the tradition, which yeah. is an energy awakened within us mm -hmm. to open our consciousness, our perception of ourself and reality. Wow. And it was strong without something that I took from outside. Because many times what drugs and ecstasy and LSD does, they bring that experience by taking something. Mm -hmm. And then it doesn't happen fully harmoniously and naturally. So for me, it happened, and it happened very strong. And it wasn't just seeing energy and light, it was my experience was of peace and love. So you had an emotional experience. A total emotion experience of being peaceful wow. and being loved like never in my life. I wasn't angry at the universe and at people. Wow. And it didn't go away. I woke up understanding how can my brother kill himself? And accepting it for the first time in my life and not being angry at him for that, that he suffered. He didn't have a way out. And that was his way mm. because he didn't know anything else. And everybody around me, my parents and other people and teachers didn't know how to handle me. Mm. Do you know how to be with me? Mm -hmm. And they are suffering themselves yeah. from their own pain of childhood and many things that happened to them and, yeah. and the challenges of that. And, and I had a moment of seeing all of that, mm -hmm. which I didn't know means compassion, meaning I understood my own suffering, 
I saw how, how I was birthed and how my parents left me with my grandmother and father and I was alone and how I managed to manage Dean and I had feeling like I need to fight with everything for my life and then I felt abundant and all of that. <laughs> all of I just saw how all of that led to being an angry, very painful person that has a lot inside of him that doesn't know what to do with it. Mm, I think you just spoke to our listener somewhere. I know that. It's tough. Yeah. We know, I knew there's something different. Yeah. I knew I have such a huge gift inside of me. There's, we want to express ourselves. We are so unique and special. I didn't know how to do that. And I made suffering and struggle to that. And I met like that I have to do something in order to feel better from outside. To have a girlfriend, to smoke something. To make money. To make money. Yeah. To get approved by my fellow people. To be liked by my well, community and friends. By my community, yeah. all of that, which is great, but it all didn't last and it made me a slave. Yeah. And I'm saying that's a strong word. It's a very strong word, especially right now. Especially right now, you know, it's like we think about what is freedom. I was, I was uh, enslaved to my own desires in a way of what do I need to get in life in order to be happy. And I wasn't happy. And in that moment, I felt happy, mm. peaceful inside of me. And it had nothing to do with anything outside of yourself. Anything outside of myself. In fact, the world hadn't even really changed around nothing you. Nothing has changed. The, yeah. My friend came the next morning to me and we spoke and I spoke differently. Wow. And nothing has changed. And I realized that that is my nature because I have a really troubled, challenged life. And you can just hear a little bit of my story. I wouldn't go to a huge amount mm -hmm, of stories mm -hmm. that luckily I'm not in prison from drugs and stuff and mess and things that I've done, mm -hmm. you know, by grace. Mm -hmm. And There I, were opportunities though. A lot of opportunities, yep, yep, yeah. Yep. And I had an awakening, a moment of grace that showed me that it's up to me and it can be different and it's inside of me. And for me, that has been the first time in my life that I felt empowered. And my first desire was to help people to do that. Oh, wow. And I don't know why, but that was my desire. Hmm. I was a teacher in the army. Mm -hmm. I, they put me in a school with mm -hmm. kids to teach electricity and I loved teaching. That was the first time I got to like to be with someone that we can educate and help have a new moment, mm -hmm. for me, it was like the greatest thing in life. Wow. So in my awakening, I was like, if I, uh, my name was Doron, that was such in a mess and on the edge of like being in prison and what I don't know what to do to myself and what to be in life, can be happy and, and peaceful. peaceful, everybody can. Wow. And I, when I got that moment, I felt like, you know, the stories about heaven on earth, just how you say fluffy story, yeah. like fairy tales. Yeah. I was become my story. I felt and I've seen like all of humanity will live like that because this is our nature. I realized that inside of me, the reason why we want to be happy, mm -hmm. the reason why I wanted to get high mm -hmm. and blissful mm -hmm. is because there's bliss inside of me. <laughs> That's it. It's my nature. Like, understand, in the dance trance party, mm. I never took ecstasy. Everybody came for me for ecstasy. Mm. They thought... They I'm, thought you were the high I'm on guy. ecstasy. 
because I was more blissful, happy, smiling than everybody on the dance floor in a trance rave party. Wow. That's a true story. Wow. I believe it because I know you, so I get it. We dance together. We dance together. (laughs) And yeah, yeah. It's inside of me. And nobody, I found it inside of me. Mm -hmm. And then I stopped smoking. It took me a few months. Mm -hmm. I smoked a few times. Mm -hmm. I realized I'm higher. I feel more blissful. But what happened? There's been a quality of peace in me that never happened when I smoked. Yes. There was always something troubled in my mind when I was smoking or after that. Thing was not um, nice after a while. Mm-hmm. And you know, all of you, if you smoke, you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. somewhere there. Even with the shanti, with the peacefulness. Mm-hmm. And I found deep peace. And I found a better depthness. And then I smoked, and then it became less. Mm-hmm. I smoked a couple of times after that, and my high was less even. So I was like, I got something real here that isn't better. So I would, was ready to drop all of that wow. and change my life from that. You went against the world to for the world. Yes. And that changed my life because I was less angry. And pain did not stop. Mm-hmm. Don't hear me like that. It wasn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't fully, in, what we say, enlightened, mm-hmm. fully free of my own perception of who I am. Yeah. It was very strong. A lot of healing happened, yet it came back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Things came, and I had a good teacher. Yeah. I started studying and doing that and, and having a mentor mm-hmm. that helped me work on my emotions. So and this is an important point, right? Because we, let's say it like this, to create transformation, we need two things an intense experience, and then the most important thing, consistency. Mm. And so many of us get addicted to just having the intense high, yes. the workshop high, yes. the drug high, yes. the awakening high, the, awakening the high. mystical experience, That's it. taking a waska high, That's right. doing one thing, We've even a good We've made it, we've arrived, yes. that's it. Yes. But the space between those moments often gets overlooked yes. and underestimated. Those experiences are there to just give us insight into mm-hmm. what is possible. And then we get to take the opportunity mm. to actually lean in, do our work. Yes. And we bring say, forth the things that are really in the way yeah, of we that say being permanent. Do the work in our in Yeah, our let's school. talk about that. What mean what does it mean do the work? Mm-hmm. And in the you know, in the tradition you may have heard the, the word sadhana. Mm. Sadhana in the yoga means spiritual discipline. It's a spiritual structure where you accept to move yourself into and follow. The one blessing, I had a few blessings, but one very, very strong blessing I got is my dad has been a very hard worker in his life. And he always have seen the results of his hard work. Mm. And he educated me. You had discipline. Age. I had discipline. Yeah. I worked in my holidays. I worked hard. Mm-hmm. And I learned that when I work hard, I get what I want. Nice. And I want to get what I want. Yeah. This is something about me. <laughs> I don't want to not get what I want. Yep. So I was willing and I learned how to work hard, bring results. So I came with that. Mm-hmm. Probably from, we say, other lifetimes mm-hmm, also, mm-hmm. souls and all that. So when I had my awakening, I was ready to continue and work hard. 
I moved right away into the school. I right away had a teacher. I right away did classes morning and evening. I continued to be very dedicated to that. And I searched for therapy mm. and people to help me. Because after a little while, I had a fall down mm-hmm. of thinking maybe I got mad. Oh, like maybe you went crazy. Maybe I went crazy because yeah. people around me a lot, I don't know if you know, take LSD, take trips. And yeah. They don't crazy, come back. They don't come back fully. And I help people like that in my in my work. That's right. And I was scared maybe it happened to me and how can I be in the world? I'm so different. I'm seeing energies around people. I'm yeah. feeling what I feel. I have all that pain inside of me. And I know to get high. And what do I do with that? So I, I took a few months. I wanted to just stop everything. I went back, tried to look for a regular work. It happened for three months. I got depressed and I flew away back to India and found my teacher again. Wow. And so I work with them. Wow. But what I learned is I can work. It's uncomfort. It's not comfortable. Yeah. Imagine meeting a pain of losing my brother, of being in a place where I realized how harsh I've been on other people. I realized my anger made me, how you say, aggressive to other people around me. And when you love so much, you feel how much you hurt people. That was the toughest thing in my life. Yeah, I can imagine To that. experience how I hurt people, not just how people hurt me. And what was helpful that I had help. But that time I met Saima, and my teacher, and love, and therapy, spiritual therapy, and work where I can speak, where I can understand, and learn how to be with my emotions, how to accept that, Mm -hmm. how to live with that, Mm -hmm. and how to have transformation through that. Mm -hmm. And it came through being consistent, showing up, being brave to show up, and to face it. Because I tell you one thing, when you face it, you become free. Mm. Mm. And there's empowerment there. Every time my light, my inner power of who I am and my desires, what I accomplish, and it's a huge thing in the world, become more, become Mm. more accessible, become more available. And there's less downs. And there's less downs, yeah. So the more you faced the pain inside, the more capacity you had to be with yourself... Yes. And the more capacity you had to be with yourself, the more inner freedom you experienced. Gained. And you know when you're Mm -hmm. saying that, now so clear, it is a muscle. It's having resilience and the ability to heal is also a muscle. And I'm just getting that another way. I see you getting it and I'm getting it too. Yeah. The more I allowed myself and faced inside of that, I could handle more. Yes. And be with myself. And as a teacher, it made me also be able to be more with other people. It makes a, it has us gain the ability to be more compassionate. Mm-hmm. We have more room for other people's journey and stuff. Yes, yeah. And, and we're challenges. stronger. Stronger through that. And, uh. and stronger through that because when you, don't you feel when you face something, you can just be there strong for other people also? Yes, yes. And when you jump off a cliff one time, yes. it's possible. Yes. A few weeks ago, we had a river trip, uh, rafting. Yeah. 
And we had a river trip rafting, I think, half a year before that. We did whitewater rafting. Dianand went with some of his dear friends, yes. some of his... Uh, <laughs> Monks buddies. Monk buddies, yes, exactly. They went on a rafting trip oh, last year, had so much fun, they decided to do it again. Yeah, I do it Monks again. Monks on a river. And it was like water rafting, yep. and, you know, I was scared a little bit, yep. but the guys were like, you know, muscle people. I'm skinny. I'm not like a muscle people. I was like, <laughs> I can trust them, you know, and all that. We, went, we did some white water, and everything went well. Yeah. Almost flipped, but it went well. Okay, this trip, we went again. And something didn't went well. We flipped over the raft. And I was scared. And I went into the water. And I was under. And I pulled out. And I was like, ah. first moment scared. But hang to the raft. And we went like for a few minutes on the raft. We can get out. But what happened, I become stronger. Uh, I just realized like flip over. I can come under and grab the rope. Yep. And that's okay. And I faced it. Wow. So through facing it, yeah. I don't know if I'll do the same thing with them right now. Right. You know, I, I don't have that same way of being afraid that I cannot handle it. It's so well said. And you know, in my spiritual path, when I faced my deepest challenge, which was when I realized how much I hurt other people around me, mm. people I love, I stayed. I just stayed. I just didn't run away. What do you mean you stayed? I stayed being present and feeling how painful it is. So you let yourself away. feel I the let pain. I let myself feel the pain. I let myself even feeling not knowing how this pain can go away. Wow. I was in a place where I felt like I don't know if I can change my personality. Yeah. Because I knew that I wanted to be a good person at that time. Yeah. But I knew that this is my path. And I'm just staying mm. with the people I know love me and the teachers that can take care of me. Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to heal. Mm. I felt like I have no chance even to heal. And I something inside of me said that just stay wow. and feel that and be in a dis, dis, despair, you say in English? Despair. Despair place. Yes. But don't try to not feel it. Don't run away. Don't do like don't you did when you're it. young. Don't avoid it. Mm -hmm. I knew if I run away and I could go away from my community and even stop being a monk or, or just go on a motorbike right mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. I can do some other if things. you could escape. I could escape. I could do these things and I can do this thing and avoid what I'm feeling. I could do that. I, I Something inside me knew that that would not heal me. Wait, so this I is stayed. amazing because you didn't even have like an idea of what would no. be around the corner if you no. stayed. And I was a teacher by then. Yeah. And a lot of inner work. Yeah. But I didn't see the bright side. You didn't know the bright side. No. But you had that ability to listen to that tiny, tiny, tiny Very voice tiny. inside that just said, please don't go. Don't go away. Just stay here with this pain. Exactly. Just be here in this pain. And even in the scripture, in the spiritual past, they say, they call it the void, uh -huh. the place of despair. There's a place you go through sometime in your life where it feels like there's no light. And that place, have, have, when we don't avoid or hide or just try to not feel it, gives an access to the most powerful point or place within us. Trusting the unknown. Because whatever I knew was inside my current awareness. And this is enlightenment. This is the teaching of what is enlightenment, we've, actually. We, we've arrived. Yeah. Yes, this I was waiting for this. Because mm -hmm. it is like 
Meaning like in that time, I only knew what I knew. I knew who I thought I am. Right. All that I knew in my awareness and my experience was limited, mm -hmm. was just what I am. Mm -hmm. All the great teachings, all the great experiences, all the great meditations, all the great enlightenments or awakenings, all of that, all that was amazing. I realized that was limited. What I knew who I am in that moment is not who fully I am. Was a part, a tiny part, the spiritual path teaches us that we are multidimensionals, that we are huge. So are you talking about the person you thought you were was personality? The Dayananda is personality. Personality. Yeah. So the, how, your identity in my the world. My identity in the world, my identity of who I am mm -hmm. was a certain identity. Okay. And I believed you who were I a am. Man, you were I'm Israeli. a man. I'm Israeli. I did a certain healing. I'm a monk. Uh -huh. I have certain capacities. This is life. Training. Certain training. Got this it. is love. All of that was my identity. Was who? If you ask me who I am, yep. I was more conscious. Some people ask you who you are. You say I'm a mother. I'm a lawyer. Yep. I knew I'm more than being a teacher. I have a personal who I am. There's love. There's qualities. I knew I'm a soul. But still. It's my identity yes. of who I am. And it I was can, still a box. It was still a box. And that's the amazing thing. Whoever you think you are, everybody that listen to me right now, and if you know I've got a big beard and I grew it for 20 years and I've done a lot of spiritual path in many lifetimes, if you want to hear something wise from me, who you think you are is not who you are. Yeah. It's limited. It may be magnificent. And please know that I was magnificent in that time. Mm -hmm. I had my fall, but mm -hmm. just... An hour before that fall, I was revered in my community already by then and great roles, great respect. You had success. I had success. I even touched you need fulfillment. to name that. I yeah. had great success. Yeah. Okay. All of that. And all of that was in my identity. And that's limited. And in that moment of despair, I was in despair because all of what was accessible for me is who I identify with myself. If you identify yourself as A, B, C, D, please know that your life game only plays with A, B, C, D. Mm -mm. And that's mm -mm. enlightenment says, the spiritual scripture said, know thyself. Why? Because you are A, B, C, D, E, F, G, E, D, D, all the letters in English. Mm -hmm. And in Sanskrit, there's 54, there's more letters. <laughs> and in Hebrew, there's a little bit more. And every letter is a piece of creation. Yeah. It's a sound. And there's a vibration. And there's consciousness. And there's quality of love, wisdom peace, intelligence, creativity, all of that is there. But I was only aware of like a little piece of it. A tiny percentage of it. Of who I am and who I identify myself. Yeah. You identify yourself. You have an ID card yeah. and it's not your driving license. It's the box in your head. Mm -hmm. It's what I think I am, my perception that is controlled by the patterns that I got from a young age. Yeah. I was educated. Yeah. All of that was still in my box and limited. And in that moment of despair, not running away, mm -hmm. had me jump into unknown. We call it faith or trust. We call it mystic, heart. When you're in love, do you operate from just what you know? No. No. When you're in love, when I was in love when I was 16, I rocked it. <laughs> I did things I didn't think I can. Yeah. I went beyond my identity. Yeah. 
Don't you? Yeah. It also happened when you suffer, when I suffer. When someone has a disease, mm-hmm. it makes us go beyond also, correct? Mm, I, can, I can attest to that. So spiritual awakening mm-hmm. goes either from big suffering, a big pain, and there's awakening that because mm-hmm. it takes us beyond who we think we are mm-hmm. and capable or big love. Yep. In this love and this experience in our life, yeah? Mm-hmm. So at that moment for me was from pain. Mm-hmm. The pain was so strong, but it made me have faith, like saying, I, I am willing to jump off the cliff yeah. to what I don't know. Yeah. There's only something I don't know that mm-hmm. can save me here. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how to heal myself. I don't know what to do. I don't know anything. All I want to do is run away. And I wanted to run away. Mm-hmm. I didn't instead. And by staying, something new revealed itself. Because mm. I become open to being who I am beyond what I know. Enlightenment is you realize who you are beyond the limited perception you had a millisecond before that. And it's grand. I tell you one thing, it's grand. We are blissful in within us. We are wisdom within us. We are knowledge within us. We are power within us. We are capacity to be in pain, mm-hmm. in sadness, in challenges, way be- beyond what we think. Mm. Way beyond what society wants us to think we have. Way beyond what your government wants you to think you have. Mm-hmm. Way beyond what the, the um, health care system, care system mm-hmm. wants you to think, to think you have. Because mm-hmm. all of that is built in order to make you need something outside of you. There it is. And it's not because of a bad... These people, society is not bad. It's just trained like that. Yeah. We are trained as human to go outside of that, us. Mm-hmm. And it's limited. The drugs that I took were great, but they were limited. Mm-hmm. The LSD we take sometimes open ourselves to see energy and mystical experiences, yet it's limited. It creates open in your energy system that allows you a window to the truth, yet only a small window. And many times we don't have the capacity to digest that window. Yeah. yeah. So when we can use sometimes even, you know, there are some spiritual drugs and some things that help us to heal even, mm-hmm. heal traumas and all that. And when it's used in the right way and using with a mentor, you can evolve from that. Mm-hmm. Like I evolved and many of you evolve from that. Yet know that there is more mm-hmm. inside. Yes. And from that point, I even went even more inwardly mm-hmm. into myself to discover, to realize, and to use an amazing system to continue awaken. Thank you for joining us for this extraordinary conversation. And if you aren't done soaking up all that Dianun has to offer, you can join us in part two, where we get into the practice of how to stay with those deep feelings that scare us so much. Honestly, it's not to be missed. A free course, if I can say that, and I'll be your guinea pig. So if you want to reach out directly to Dayanand or learn more about what he offers, you can find him at www.shavitycenter.com. That's S-H-I-V-I-T-I-C-E-N-T-E-R, Shaviti Center, or send him an email at info at shavitycenter.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at shavitycenter.com, S-H-I-V-I-T-I-C-E-N-T-E-R.com. And in the meantime, you gorgeous soul, 
Just remember that everything you've ever desired lives inside of you. And the real journey is the one of discovering this treasure. Thank you.